Though we may have desires or bold goals, for whatever reason, most of us don't think we can achieve something beyond what we're qualified to achieve. Why, I ask, do we let reality interfere with our dreams? A quote by Simon Sinek. Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Ed, welcome back, buddy. Well, it's good to be back, Brian, uh, and a late Merry Christmas to you, Uh I think we were together right before Christmas, so hopefully you had a, a as good a holiday as possible. I feel like next year is going to be a lot better. Um, I don't know yet. We'll we'll have to discuss that down the road. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. We did. We talked right before the holiday, and and, and you also well, no, you sent out a uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals thing um, on Facebook, and I felt I felt as if though you were directing that to me and all the other 95 people that you tagged in it. So that was really cool. Yeah, you're all fifty, all filthy animals in, in my book, but you're good filthy animals. And I said Happy New yeah. Year too. I mean, hey, it's yeah, a classic did. movie reference to a classic Christmas movie, not Die Hard, but Home Alone. So yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I actually watched Home Alone one and two uh, over the past two weeks. I saw Elf yesterday. Actually, that was pretty cool. I hadn't seen that in a little while. Well. A year, um, I, you know. Obviously, watch Christmas Carol. I mean, there's a lot of things that I got to watch. That it's kind of like every year I make it a thing that I'm definitely going to watch these movies. The only two movies I did not get to watch, man. That like those those p- two particular movies that I'm I'm often fond of are National Lampoon's oh, Christmas Vacation, yes. like yours. I, I didn't get to watch that. And then I didn't get to watch Die Hard. So I'm kind of disappointed. Maybe what I'll do is I'll try to do it before the New Year's and I can say I got it during the holiday season. I mean, yeah, it's still kind of, I think that still counts. My wife actually threw Die Hard on on Christmas Day while we were uh, hanging out. She she threw it on, not me. And of course, National Lampoons. I mean, normally we watch it at the sibling throwdown at Thanksgiving. It's the first movie we watch for the holidays but of course this year because we were traveling we didn't get opportunity but yeah i I don't i don't miss that one that one's a it's a good one there's a lot of memes out there for that one too but some of them are inappropriate language and i didn't want to tag certain people like my aunts in that so (laughs) oh i got you totally understand man so i mean hey the the christmas holiday was good to you brother yes anytime i can relax and not have to worry about work and hang out you know uh, you know, like I shared with you earlier, one of our traditions, since we don't have children anymore, is we like to go to the movies on Christmas Day. And uh, this year I made a poor choice in movies, but we did still go and we went and hung out. Actually, a couple of years ago, we went and watched National Lampoons in the movie theater when we were still in Tennessee for Christmas Day. Really? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. That is very, very cool. Except the heat was out. <laughs> yeah yeah that's not- yeah the heat was out in the movie theater so we had to bring our own blankets uh that year but yeah still better than what we experienced this year well i mean hey that's you know you'd be surprised sometimes like those those moments that are 
seem like they're uh, they're not the greatest. They turn to to memories, and and you recall those, and you're like, oh, I remember the one time, you know. So I mean, I can't. There's tons of times that happened to me, man. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. My wife and I were actually laughing about it this week about being in the movie theater, cuddled up under a blanket. I mean, to watch. Actually, we went twice that year too in the same day. So we we enjoy going to the movies. I know it's out of control the pricing, but. My wife and I, that's one of the things we've always enjoyed doing together is going to the movies. Yeah, it's funny you brought up movies uh, because before we get into the topic, and the topic's really good this week, you know it is, um, and, and it's kind of like a playoff of something we already talked about. I have a question. Two different movies. Want to ask your thoughts and oh. give me give me a <laughs> one, one to five word answer for each one of these movies that I bring up. All right, so first, because I know you saw them both. First, the new Star Wars movie. Thoughts? Uh, an excellent end to the saga. I completely agree. I I said, wow. I mean, it. wow. It was good. Really good. All right. So that was the one, first movie. Yeah. Next movie, Cats. <laughs> I'm trying to think how to be as nice as possible. Oh, no. Be truthful. The music? Cats is like, cats is like when you were in high school and an unattractive person was interested in you and people would be like, yeah, but they have a nice personality. That's kind of cats. Like the music was good. That's it though. That, that was it. It didn't even have the one we where we seen it. They didn't even show previews. So I can't even say the previews were good. You know, uh, the great Taylor Swift. Uh, was used as a marketing tool. That's what I'll tell people because she literally is in it for 10 minutes. Like, But yeah, no, that Cats movie, people who make bootleg DVDs aren't going to touch that Cats movie. I'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's what I was. I was waiting for you to kind of give it, give us the real deal yeah. you told me earlier when you said you and your wife are mad and want your money back. Yeah, somebody owes us uh, some money. Now, I will say the most entertaining thing about the movie Cats is the IMDb reviews. I encourage our listeners to go check those out. That's probably the most entertaining part of the entire movie. Wow. All right. <laughs> I just, I was just kind of curious to see what your thoughts were on those movies. Cause I know you <laughs> all are uh, uh, big movie goers and, and you have, I think you have decent taste in movies. Um, I, I wouldn't completely com- agree with everything you say, but in most cases we are very same, same, same. <laughs> And, and you know, during this season, this is like during the time where we get to, you know, we get to watch more stuff like that because usually we're busy getting after it, just doing different things, which leads me into the idea of getting after it. And what I mean by that is, you know, the new year is coming up, Ed. If you have any, you, you got any ideas, you know, because everyone every year says New Year's resolutions, but we're going to change that and turn that into goals. Do you have anything you want to come up with for the new year to say, hey, yeah, you know, I really want to. Uh, well, one, because I've been procrastinating and, and I've been getting a lot of heat from my sister and some other people is I want to finish my degree this year. I am three classes from a bachelor's and I've been three classes from a bachelor's for about 10 months. So I need to stop messing around and get that bachelor's. I really uh, it plays a role later on after I retire. So I really need to finish that so that's more of a personal and then uh professionally 
where I currently work, there's no real doctrine on how the task is done or how the section is run. So I want to develop the standard operating procedures this year that maybe could drive something to be actually placed into doctrine uh, for host nation support. That sounds awesome, man. That's that's what I'm talking about, dude. You really, I mean, you kind of got, you got like different areas you're trying to improve upon. Well, I got one more for you, Brian, since we're areas. I do have a physical, my goal, my thing I'm going, I am going to do is I am going to deadlift over 500 pounds this year. That's one of my like physical, selfish, just about me goals is that 500 pound deadlift. No way, man. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's awesome. It, you know, I mean, that's a lot of weight. <laughs> I, I, I'm nowhere near that. No. So I, and I, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, though, you, 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 you're going to get there, man. I mean, it, you will. I've seen, I've seen your work ethic in the gym, you know, uh, and plus you just kind of told me this really cool method that you use uh, to, you know, help pump yourself up when you're feeling down. So you probably should use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as that's around, I'm good to go. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's just, I, th- I think, you know, it's, it's a good idea to kind of have some established goals to go off this new year Be- because they say every year, you know, these resolutions, they, they fade out within the first couple of weeks and people lose track. And then they say, Oh, never mind, I'll do it again next year or whatever. <laughs> but instead if we, if we actually build a goal and then if we, if we use this method that we've talked about already, the smart method or smart goals, I think it'll actually help not only you know you and I, but also our listeners on how to achieve those particular goals, man. Yeah, a few episodes back, you you know you mentioned smart goals, and ever since then, I've been kind of interested. I've done a little light reading on it, and then I've read the stuff that you um, you developed for this episode, and I've been kind of interested in it and how I can use this to help me both professionally and personally. And that's it. You know, I, I figured if we covered this, it would help not only us, but also our listeners, you know, to reach those goals. I mean, in, I mean, down the road, who knows? I mean, you probably deadlift 550. I don't know. If you use a good smart goal, you maybe you can reach that. Who knows? I like the way that sounds. <laughs> of course you do. All right. So and let's, let's get right into what actually a smart goal is. All right. So basically, smart goals... They're relatively, they're new in, in a sense because obviously you and I were much older. And this this particular former consultant, he came up with it back in 1981-ish or he kind of developed it more. That's George T. Duran. He was a consultant, a former director of a, a corporate planning for Washington Water Power Company. And he published a paper that was called there's a smart way to write management goals and objectives. And smart, you know, is obviously... S period, M period, A period, R period, T period, because it means something. And in the document, he actually introduces SMART goals as a tool to create criteria to help improve chances of succeeding in accomplishing a goal. Now, he wrote it in the management sense, Ed, but I personally think anyone can use this for any goals that they have. And I really love the idea about it. Yeah, I, I also think that some of this, we've heard, you and I particularly, when we went through the instructor course, there's some of these things that, some of these areas that we talk about in the instructor course, when you talk about evaluating your students' performance, if you think back, as I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, 
Hey, I know that one like M for instance, when we get to it, but yeah. So that, that kind of plays into some stuff we've learned together uh, during our career. So it's interesting. And you, you just kind of hit the nail on the head. We're going to hit each one of those letters with an acronym. So let's get started right off the bat. And we're going to start off with the S and S really means specific. So what does that mean? When setting a goal, you have to be specific about what you want to accomplish. Uh, think about this maybe as like a mission statement uh, for your goal, the, basically the overall idea of it, right? This It's not a detailed list of how you're going to meet the goal, but instead it includes answering basically, you know, we usually call the five W's, but actually they kind of, we're kind of given a six W's on to do that. And we'll go through each one of these, but it comes out to who, what, when, where, which, and why. And I never heard which used in stuff like this until I started researching and understanding it. And it really makes sense. So first is the who, and not the band, the who, but (laughs) the the who specific, right? So consider who needs to be involved to achieve the goal. Uh, This is especially important when you're working on a group project. So if you were to use it for group, but in our own personal life, Ed, for instance, you, you said, hey, I want to be able to, I I will, not I want to be able to, but I will deadlift 500 pounds by a certain time frame. And we'll talk about the certain time frame, but the who is obviously you, Ed, right? It, yeah, it's uh, it can be me. Uh, I think that you can, uh, I could attach it to my wife who understands my madness and makes me go to the gym anyway because she doesn't like the person I am when I skip. But uh, so, yeah, she's involved in this a little bit, too. So when you consider the who, you're looking at everybody who is important, you know, to this particular goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, so professionally, right. we do staff visits, right? Well, I don't need, you know, I, this would work for me for that because when I do a staff visit, I need to know who needs to be involved in that staff visit so that I'm not bringing people along who are not contributing and therefore wasting government money. So, you know, that's kind of the who, when you look at it as a, for a goal, what, what do I want and who do I need to be involved to achieve that? And that's it. Who needs to be there? Who needs to be involved? And sometimes, I mean, and you, you know, you've done it and you mentioned it before where you've invited everyone you thought needed to be a part of it. But then later on, you're like, oh, no, 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 this person needs to be there and this person doesn't need to be there. And that's what this is a, one of those things where we're going to, we're actually going to build this mission statement sort of thing off of this. But we're also going to keep in mind answering you know, all these W's. The next W, Ed, is what? So you're going to think about exactly what you're trying to accomplish and don't be afraid to get very detailed, right? So your details, because I, I would love to use your 500 pound <laughs> goal as, as the example for all this, because I think we're really going to break it down. It's going to be awesome how we do that, right? Really, there's not a lot of detail involved in that. It's you're going to work and get yourself to a point where you're able to deadlift 500 pounds. So who is Ed Haley? Is going to work to be able to uh, reach 500 pound deadlifts. That that's answering those two questions: the who and the what. Yeah, and I think with the what too, Brian, you could kind of blend the what into the next one. So you can say, "Oh, I'm going to achieve a 500 pound deadlift, and I'm going to do that by increasing 10 percent every month, or by 10 pounds a month." I, I mean, so you're giving something a little more specific. You're getting a little more detailed. 
but you're also giving a win, which is I'm mm-hmm. moving ahead onto the next one uh, without you for that second there. But yeah, it, it, so those two kind of blend together again. So much we talk about on this show, what we find that things blend and, and they complement each other throughout. You know what I mean? So this is just another example. So yeah, when we talk about detail with something like that, we're talking about like, you know, um, by, like I said, 10 pound increment increase monthly, uh, Saturday focus training, something like that. Right. Exactly. And so you're giving a little bit of detail with that. What that allows you to build the when, because now you're looking, okay. Um, it, it, what weight are you right now at? Let's just, let's just go ahead and guesstimate this right now. What weight would you say you're at? Uh, about four what? Four twenty-five. So four twenty-five, and you've got to add another seventy-five pounds. You did ten pound increments. Obviously, that's going to take you at about seven and a half months. Yep. Is what it is what it would equate to. We can look at that and we say when. All right, well, this is going to take from now seven and a half months from now. So basically, by June ish, you should be pulling that four hundred pounds if you meet all those like those little areas that you're talking about and uh, the next question you know i mean you already you hit the win and you know you'll get more specific about the question under the time bound which you can be more specific about that but this is giving you a different idea uh of the smart goals but you should at least set a time frame so that's what we did we just set a seven month time frame on this and you're not going to go over it now there's nothing that says you can't beat that seven months you know what I'm saying? Like, how nice is it to, to, to set a goal and then beat it before you reach it, right? I mean, that that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's always great. I mean, and then, you know, like we talked about before, you can adjust your goal from there and say, okay, well, I made it to, you know, I made it to five. Maybe I can make it to 550 before the end of the year now and add to your uh, existing goal. Or even if it's just a matter of saying, okay, I made it to five, I'd like to get a full hundred this year over where I was. So I need 525, whatever it is, be reasonable, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But um, yeah, so you get there early. That just means you can adjust that goal and continue to push. Right. And now the next one, it's not the next question we're about to answer is the where, and it may not always be relevant, right? It, it, it might not be relevant for the goal always, because sometimes the goals can actually be completed anywhere, but your particular goal has to be done at a gym. Um, so is there a particular gym that you would like to accomplish that just kind of like a, as a memory type thing or to be on like the, the heavyweights wall or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean, there are uh, gyms locally that have a thousand pound clubs, which would, I mean, if I could pull 500 on a deadlift, that would really put you in a good spot to make the 1,000-pound club. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's things like that. But the other thing with this, so when you think about this, this is where it comes into, so if you're talking about something physical, it could be, um, you know, I want to run a half marathon. I want to run this half marathon, and I want this to be my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to train for or – even with the deadlift, if there was uh, some kind of like a powerlifting meet or something uh, that I could attend, then I could be like, oh, I want to pull 500 pounds prior to that meet so that I can pull it at that that Absolutely. competition. So you could get into stuff like that as well, you know? So you just literally started diving in. Remember how you said you were building on? You dived into that very next question, which I'd never really thought about in goal building. 
or in in the five W's itself, because now I'm going to call it the six W's. But which, which is the next one? And it talks about determine any related obstacles or requirements. This question could be beneficial in deciding if your goal is realistic. All right. For example, if the goal is to open a baking business, but you've been uh, you've never baked anything before, that might be an issue. As a result, you may refine the specific of the goal to be maybe learn how to bake in order to open a baking business. In your sense, obviously, you've you kind of tapped into the I'm going to do the increments each month with a focused training on such and mm-hmm. such day that's going to allow me to build up each time. You're, you're kind of determining those those obstacles because you know with especially with a physical feat. You know, and and other other things, you know, mental ones can also, you know, or trying to reach certain goals can also be. But especially with a physical feat, you have to build up. It's not like, oh, today I pulled 400 oh, or 425. No, you know what? Within seven months, if I keep doing this 425, I'm going to hit that 500. No, that's that's not how it works. So what you did is you determined that obstacle that you got to get around. And that obstacle you knew was, hey, I'm not strong enough yet but I've got to get there and this is how I'm going to do it. Boom, 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 boom. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then the other thing too, and we talked about this prior to the show a little bit is, uh, so another obstacle is, well, I'm not just deadlifting. So now you have to look at rest and recovery for other, uh, training days. So if you're training legs, right. And this is what I talked about. It's recommended that you take a few days between training legs and training deadlift because you need to let your um, like your posterior core heal over those few days. You can't train legs on Friday and deadlift on Saturday. You're not going to get your maximum effort, and that's going to be a hindrance towards your goal. So that's one of the witches that I've I've identified. So like I train legs on Wednesday and deadlift on Saturday. So I have a two day break in between. And then of course I have my wonderful massage gun that I also can massage my legs with to try to like speed up the recovery, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and that's, that's taking those micro points though. And you're, you're just kind of, you're helping build upon it. And it's almost like you're building a little house, you know, and and, you know, you got the foundation you get to add some walls and plumbing and, you know, I got to get the wiring. It's not just like, Hey, throw all this stuff on the ground and a house is built. You know, you've actually got to put some thought into it and work around the obstacles. So good point. All right. So, Hey, the next one, Ed, within the specific is the why. Now we have talked about the why on so many different occasions. And we've, we've recited multiple things that uh, Simon Sinek talks about with the why and how good leaders are able to answer the why or to get, uh, get their subordinates to understand the why, all that different stuff. Well, with the why it says, what is the reason for the goal? So, and, I'm, and I'll read the rest of it, and then I'm going to ask you the question, Ed. But when it comes to using this method for you know anything, the answer will likely be along the lines of development, right? Advancement or development. My question to you, Ed, is for this specific goal, what is the reason for the goal? Uh, actually, Brian, the reason for the goal is the Army Combat Fitness Test. Because the deadlift is the first event and it's designed that you push yourself on that deadlift, but then it wears you out for the events that come after. So if I'm able to pull a 500 pound deadlift, it's also helping me be able to more easily 
pull three reps of 340 pounds for the Army Combat Fitness Test without overtaxing my body so that I can do well in the other events. And that's really when I focused on deadlift is when the Army introduced the max deadlift to the requirements for the physical training. I like that. I mean, that that sounds like a real reason to get after it, man. I mean, and then you think about it, um, seven months, basically, that puts you uh, a few months shy of when it's required to go actually active. And now that becomes the new physical fitness test. So you would already have, I mean, you, you're, you're looking at uh, having it done by July. Then you have August and September yep. to kind of work out whatever kinks you have. And then it goes live in October. So, I mean, I, I think that's a great, to me, that's a good move. And it's a good reason or a good why you're doing it. Well, and then, you know, before we even move into the M, yeah, so I got the why, but I also have to take another diagnostic in August. So my July goal works for performance in uh, August prior to the record uh, test in October. That's what I'm talking about, man. So you, really, you're just setting up a stepping stones, um, like a stairway to success is what you're doing. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> but I mean, and if you think about it, Ed, that's what we that's really what we're wanting to kind of generate with our goals. And we want to pass on to the listeners, you know, to use this method uh, to help them become a little bit better. Um, and, and to tell you the truth, Ed, so once we we're going to get all the way through this. But one of the things that we're going to do, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add a Word document to our closed Facebook group for this particular thing. I, I was able to uh, get a Word document uh, I found online uh, that's basically it spells out the whole SMART goals thing. I'm going to upload it. And that way, people, if the, anybody that wants it to, or wants to try to use it, they can download it themselves and use that product to help them through this. Right. So those of you listening, hey, if you really want to get into this and try to work the smart goals on your own, it's not like we're selling anything to you. We're just trying to help you reach your goals through this process that is, it's been known to work. It's used in large corporation organizations, stuff like that, that, that uh, set goals and they meet those goals and they produce for those companies, you know, the people within it, they produce and it, it's just amazing. So, um, all right. So, Ed, let's move on to measurable. Why don't you tell us about measurable? All right. So when we talk about measurable, we're talking about what metrics are you going to use to determine if you meet the goal? This makes a goal more tangible because it provides a way to measure progress. If it's a project that's going to take a few months to complete, then set some milestones by considering specific tasks to accomplish. So one of the things that I've read or no, I saw in a video uh, by the deadlift king himself, Eddie Hall, is as you get into higher weights with a deadlift, you're you're not going to jump 50 pounds at a time. And that's why I say if you jump 10 pounds per month, all right, so when you get into those higher weights, it's, it becomes more training, more difficult to improve. But if you set those little milestones, so if, so if the last Saturday of the month is my test out day or whatever, however it is on my schedule, and I go in there and I, next month and I pull the 435, well, I've achieved my milestone towards my goal, and that keeps you moving uh, forward. So, you know, it helps with the motivation, helps you to not get discouraged. So I think it's important, but 
That's why I came up with that 10 per month to give me something to measure my progress. Because if I don't do that, how do I know if I'm moving in the right direction towards achieving my goal before the end of the year of 500 pounds? You know what I mean? Like you talked about, if I just do 425 every time, I don't know where I really am as far as trying to achieve that goal. So that's where we get the M in the smart goals of measurable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's it. Test those goals, man. I love it. All right. So we're going to move on to the achievable. The A is for achievable. This focuses on how important a goal is to you and what you can do to make it attainable and may require developing new skills and changing attitudes. The goal is meant to inspire motivation not to discourage anyone whatsoever, all right? So think about how to accomplish this goal and if you have the tools or skills needed. If you don't currently possess those tools or skills, consider what would take to attain them. So earlier, there was an example and it talked about you wanted to open a bakery business, but you never cooked before. Well, you can't really... You're not really going to open a bakery unless you hire bakers and only them. Then you still kind of need to know the business of baking and whatnot. So maybe to start off, you know, achievable is I've got to attain the skills of cooking. In your case, it's not like you just started lifting. You've attained those skills over years, Ed. You, it's not today's the first day you've ever deadlift and you were able to pull 425. It's taken you years to achieve that and, and to hone that and and basically evaluate as my my legs positioned right or you know do I do I have the right flat back area or my legs am I just over the bar am I too far back is I mean tons of things. I mean there's so much there too. It's just looking at do I have those tools and capabilities. So achievable really plays into the motivation thing too. You know, like it says in here, it inspires motivation because if you set some goal and it's not something you can achieve, then you're just going to keep being greeted with disappointment. You need to set realistic goals. You know, I mentioned Eddie Hall earlier. So if instead of 500 pounds, if I said, oh, my goal is to pull a 500 kilo deadlift, which is 1100 plus pounds, that is unrealistic. There's only like eight men in the world that's ever pulled over a thousand pounds in competition. You know what I mean? So you, you have to have something you can actually achieve. And then you go to, and that's why I say monthly, I go to the small goals, those achievables, those build winning streaks. They get me motivation. They don't discourage me. Now, if we get to February and, and I don't pull another 10 pound uh, improvement. Okay. Well, it's, one month. I'm not going to be discouraged by that. In fact, it may fuel the fire to get me focused again, uh, you know, to do better. So uh, that's where achievable really plays in. It has to be something you can actually, um, actually do. You know what I mean? Like you can't be 120 pounds and, you know, five foot seven and say, well, I'm going to deadlift 500 pounds. Like you've got a lot of work to do. You can do it, but not in the next year. You know what I mean? Like you got a lot of work to do to get there. So that you have to do something more realistic. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about it though, Ed, when we talk about the achievable part, and it's and it, it's inspiring motivation, right? Not to be discouraged. Many people, they go into the New Year's holiday. They try to make up this New Year's resolution of, I, I want to get more fit. Well, what does that mean? Like, first thing is, is, 
what is the what is the real specific of that and then how are you measuring that and then finally it's like some people they measure it way too far beyond that it's not really achievable like you said and they they're not going to make it and then they die out and quit but what we're doing is we're you're going through a planning process and that's the good thing about this. You start a planning process and you you work your way through and you figure out the smaller details that help you meet those, those little measurable goals you talked about. And then that's where the whole, wow, this is achievable because I'm able to do X, Y, and Z and I can keep going. So, I mean, to me, I really find it achievable plays a huge, like that's the huge pivot point to me with using smart goals. Yeah. Ed, what do you got on relevant? Oh. Um. So relevance refers refers focusing on something that makes sense with the broader business goals. For example, if the goal is to launch a new product, it should be something that's in alignment with the overall business objective. Your team may be able to launch a new consumer product, but if your company is a B2B that is not expanding into the consumer market, then the goal wouldn't be relevant. So relevant is, again, going to be your motivation because if you're trying to achieve something that's not relevant um you you could easily get discouraged through that you know like for instance the goal i have at work to try to produce something that possibly could get into doctrine like that's relevant that's something that people can use that's something that um could be a legacy beyond my years in this unit so that makes it relevant, you know what I mean? Because it, we do business with host nations, with other countries, and in order to do that, I mean, we need something doctrinally that that guides us. So that, to me, that's why that goal is important because it is relevant to what I do, and it's relevant to what others do. And like I said, it, it, it's a possibility to leave some kind of a legacy. Yeah, I mean, it refers to focus on something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That right there, when I hear that, that's that right there helps you kind of hone that in. You know, achievable is first, uh, not first, but it's before that. And then it makes sense. It's relevant to what I need. If I'm just saying, uh, well, I want to uh, become a, I don't know, the world's best architect, but my job is accounting. Um, I'm not really sure that's relevant to what my <laughs> job is, right? So now you have to find a pathway to that, you know, or, or let's just say like you and I, we're both non-commissioned officers. And my goal is I want to be, be a, become a better commanding officer. Well, first thing is, is there's no such thing as a commanding non-commissioned officer, really. Uh, there's people <laughs> who are in command groups, right, that are non-commissioned officers, but they're not the commander. So that's like an unrealistic uh, or not relevant to the situation. It, and, and that's... I mean, really, it comes down to is, okay, is this, am I just blowing things out of the water um, and it falls back on the achievable or not? What about the the very next one? We're going to talk about time bound. And what I liked was with the one you happen to come up with that you say, hey, this is what I really would like to do this, you know, this year. And you said within this year at first, and then we were able to dissect that down and say, okay, well, 10 pounds a month and it's going to take me seven months. Um, uh, is you gave it a time frame. But not only did you give the overall goal a time frame, but you also gave small little goals a time frame because you said monthly. So it's almost like, you know, you think about think about weight watchers, right? They do those what? They have they do the weigh-ins like I think it's once a week or something like that. I'm not quite sure. But that's the same thing. 
like it's time bound. Like every right. week they're supposed to, you know, they got to be doing all, following all these steps to, you know, eating these points or whatever it is. And then they have to do the weigh. And I'm no, I'm no advocate for Weight Watchers or anything like that. I think there's all kinds of ways that work for all kinds of peoples for different things. You know, some people it's intermittent fasting, right? And <clears throat> saying, I want to, I want to lose weight by this time frame. Well, that's just a piece of the entire thing. And I mean, for instance, I didn't mention mine earlier because I was going to bring them up later. But one of my goals, one of my, I, so I have very like, much like you, I have separate sections of life that I put goals into. And one of mine is, you, you said yours was, um, I have one that's a three-month goal. I have one that's a six-month goal. And then I have another one that's the full year goal. So I have different ones that I put together that are time-bound within that. So here, what they talk about is anyone can set goals, but if it lacks realistic timing, chances are you're not going to succeed. Providing a target date for deliverables is imperative. And deliverables is anything. Deliverables is basically the achievement of the goal. All right, and when you know when you look at these uh, these smart goals and whatnot, and you think about it, you think deliverables more like a, a work function type thing. Yeah, it works for work too. I I would say, hey, use this for maybe uh, certain projects at work that helps out, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Ask specific questions about the goal deadline and what can be accomplished within the time period. So let's let's refer back to your deadlifting one. We asked specific questions because then that allowed us to break it down. But we asked them enough that we said, okay, well, it's 10 pounds per month. Well, what's that equate to if we look at it and we started at 425? Now I know, well, that's, I know 425 to 575 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, give or take, whatever, you know, of what you're doing. So I'm just going to say seven months because I do think like on one of those in there, you may, you may increase five more pounds instead of like, so it'd be 15 pounds instead of 10 pounds. So we're kind of, it's kind of flowy. Yeah. Plus, even if you don't do that, how how much how nice would it be to go um say uh July at you know four ninety five or something and then in August you just pull five you know so time bound it gives us that kind of that flowiness of it so and then right here if the goal will take three months to complete it's useful to define what should be achieved halfway through the process. Provide time constraints also creates a sense of urgency. Ed, when you are under constraint, I, I'm not I'm not sure if you're completely like me with this. I think you are actually because we've talked about it before. But when when you're procrastinating on something that you need to get done, <laughs> when you're constrained with some time, right? Do you feel like you work a little bit harder, a little bit better? I mean, wh- where do you think you stand with that? Uh, so I would say that I, I think I perform. So mentally, I think I feel like I perform better, but I know that's not accurate because I mean, first of all, I know that my blood pressure gets up and I stress myself out. So yeah, we want to say, oh, I perform better under stress, but it, and it depends too. Certain things, yes, you know. Um, for instance, you know, in in athletics, okay, well, some people do perform better in the fourth quarter of, of the basketball game. You know what I mean? That's just a thing. But for me, I, I really procrastinate with homework normally too. 
I do not perform better than um, my wife can see a difference in my writing style. She can see more errors and stuff when I procrastinate. So, yeah, we want to tell ourselves, oh, I'm a I'm a performer when, when it's, you know, clutch time. But eh, I, yeah, so if I'm being 100 percent honest, I probably am not a performer uh, when I'm under those kind of constraints. No, and I and you know what? I would have to agree with you to a certain extent on that. I think it's it deter it, it's determined upon what it is that we're doing. Like for my in my case, when it comes to let, let's say school and writing a paper, if I have more pressure of getting it done, I tend to concentrate more on it. But if let's say I if, if I know I have this, let's just say a small whatever five page paper, right? I will put that off and put that off because I know one, I can complete it in a certain amount of time. So I won't do it until probably the day it's due because it's five pages. I mean, come on, you can write in, you know, pretty much write about anything (laughs) in five pages. No problem. Probably go over five pages. I normally do, but what it does, it, it makes me, I'm forced to focus. But when I know I have a lot of time, I seem to, I don't know, just writing papers, for instance, I don't focus as well until I have that constraint. But now let's now let's reverse it because that's more like a mental slash physical feat, really. Now we're talking physical feat, deadlifting five hundred pounds. Now you know there's no there's no cramming for that. There's no there's no procrastination for that. You know it's a physical feat <laughs> that cannot be done without practice, reps, and you know, and constantly doing things. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's and that's where you know I'm getting at. It's like. Basically, I think you you have as the individual, you have to take that into consideration about my abilities with this. And the fact that you were honest about your schoolwork like that, you know your abilities, you know where you stand with that. That kind of helps you because then you can actually make a, a good determination. Some people don't know. Like there are people actually don't know that they're not good at something. They just keep doing it. You're like, hey, you're not really that good at this. You know that, right? Uh, I've seen that before too, but they can get better. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of our wives though. Yes. They are our truth tellers. Well, the beauty, I'm sorry, but the beauty of my wife is for, for, yes. So when you're like, Oh, you know, I, again, I, I write my best papers when I procrastinate and then I'll say that like on a Friday papers due on Sunday and my wife will say, no, you don't. I make more corrections to your paper when you wait till Sunday to do it. And I'm like, oh, that that hurt the old ego. But guess what? She's she's going to be more truthful than I am with myself. And that's why I realized that I had those problems because, well, she told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have that honest broker, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So basically we just kind of, we just dissected all of the areas of this. We dissected, we went through the specific, the measurable, the achievable, relevant, and time bound. Now we're, let's, we're actually, we're going to end up going through an example of this and we're going to go off of an example that I had found, um, just an example, uh, that kind of helps establish this a little bit. All right. But the easiest way to write SMART goals, when it comes to writing SMART goals, be prepared to ask yourself, and if you're with a group of people or doing it with a, a group of people, a lot of questions. And that's what's key to it is asking those questions so you can answer those questions to help you build the plan. See, that's why I love about SMART goals. It's building a plan. The answers will help fine tune the strategy you need. 
and ensure the goals are something that's actually attainable or achievable, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. While you should be as realistic as possible, it's important to approach writing SMART goals with a positive attitude. For instance, I when when we talked about it earlier, you talked about yeah that this could be a goal. There, it wasn't like, well, I guess I'm gonna try to do 500 pounds. You know, <laughs> you're actually ex- you're actually excited about it. like yeah, I'm going to do 500 pounds, and like you, I I I bet when you say it, Ed. You probably have like this weird little feeling in your chest, oh. right? You know, oh, this wow. euphoria because you, you actually, you're kind of psyching yourself of like, oh my goodness, I'm going to lift 500 pounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm going to. Uh, but then I watch I watch some of these strong men and I'm like, that's like what they're warming up with. But anyway, yeah, no, it's a big deal because I, you know, it's a, that's a, for me, that's a big number, like 500 pounds. So, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's it's part of a bigger goal. But yeah, five hundred pounds is a lot of weight, and when I do it, I'm going to uh, probably yell in the gym. Exactly, but but just the thought of it, right? Coming up with a plan and the thought of it excites you to get it done. And a lot of times, so think about this: a lot of times, people throughout the year they they rev up and they or they get here towards the end of the year actually, and they're deciding what their their New Year's resolution is, right? And I, I just hate that. I hate it what they call it. New Year's. No, it shouldn't be anything about resoluting anything. It should be goals. What am I making a goal for this year? But they get excited about this. So they're going to do it. But because they didn't plan it out, they didn't use some type of planning scheme whatsoever, it fades out like a really garbagey fire. But there's no fuel to add to that fire. There's no more sticks or whatever it is that needs to be added to keep the fire going. Because at some point, you're going to have to add some more fuel to the fire. Every bonfire I have ever done, and I've done quite a few in my time, I always had to add wood to it to keep it going. And that's the whole idea behind of building the plan for the SMART goals. And SMART goals builds you the plan when you use it correctly. All right, so... This really doesn't have to be a daunting task whatsoever. So what I would definitely tell the listeners is if you go to our Facebook page, 101 Influence, it should be either under files or one of the attachments as one of the things that you can uh, download You know, as a part of the timeline. But it's going to be labeled Smart Goals Worksheet. And I think if this is used, it's going to help people. You can do it electronically. You can write it out. It doesn't matter as long as it's getting done. That's what matters, all right? Let's jump into this. Uh, we're going to give one example. Uh, basically, the one example we're going to talk about is basically completing a project of sorts, okay? And we'll go through and we'll basically outline. Ed and I are going to go back and forth. We're going to outline each one of these areas as they would be written out, maybe say in the the smart goals worksheet that we're going to provide. So this example will be for completing a project, and this is how it goes. So here's the goal: I want to complete a project. That's broad, but we got to define things. So the specific, I'm going to cover the specific right here, where it says many people are accessing our current site from their mobile devices. Since it's not a responsive site, it provides a poor experience for customers. I want to launch a mobile app for my company's website by the end of the second quarter, which requires involvement from software development, design, and marketing. 
So that's, I mean, wouldn't you say it's pretty specific, Ed, uh, as a project? Yeah, that's, well, and it, it, it is. And then there's that witch that we talked about not being familiar with. Um, mm. You know, he's telling you who needs to be involved it, who or he or she, whoever wrote this goal, they're letting you know. So it it's going to be software development has to be involved. Design and marketing all have to be involved for me to um, complete this project. So this is more of a team project. Yes, this to me, it reads like a team project, um, even with those. And then to me, it almost reads like it's a team project with an outside sources being brought in to help. Yeah, exactly. I think that's good because that's telling that's saying that they answered those those questions. So won't you tell us about what it has, what this person wrote in the measurable? Yeah, let's uh, let's see how they're going to measure this um, project or or their um, standings as far as reaching their goal. So it says creating a mobile app for a company site will require a lot of resources to make it worthwhile. I'd like to have 50,000 installs of the site within six months of launch. I'd also like to show a 5% conversion rate from customers using the mobile site. So this gives him or her, you know, these are my goals. Those 50,000 installs. And I haven't read ahead to see if they break it down even further, but again, you know, with the way we did ours, 50,000 installs over six months of after six months of launch. So we could break that down, divide 50,000 by six and say, here's our monthly kind of where are we at goal. You know what I mean? So definitely, I, I mean, I can see how you can definitely measure your success. And, and I'm not going to say failure, but you can measure if you're falling short on your goal so that you know that you need to maybe step it up a little bit. Absolutely, man. And that's and that's it. It's it's figuring that out to help you kind of continue to guide yourself. So the next block that the individual writes in there is the achievable. The departments that will be involved have signed off on creating a mobile app. I'll need to manage the project and set milestones to keep everyone motivated and on target. See, that's setting those milestones just like with your deadlift thing you're setting those small milestones once a month i'm and and you can even the thing is ed you can even put it on a calendar and saying all right this is the day and it it maybe it's a countdown to those days and what helps it, it helps you keep focused and say i'm going to get this done and that's how i would say if i'm setting milestones to keep everyone motivated that's what i'm going to do cuz i i want them to look forward to certain things and i think it really is how we present it too with that positivity I think that helps out. So what do you think the next, what about that relevant? Uh, Relevant. Improving the customer experience on mobile devices is a core initiative for my company this year. So here we're, we're tying in our project into the overarching goals of the entire company and organization, which in turn does what my good friend Brian often says, allows me to leave the company better than I found it by improving this customer experience with this device. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. I mean, that, that's relevant. I, there's no other way about it. That is relevant. It's relevant to me and it's relevant to my my bosses and my company. You know what I mean? Like, so, and then achieving this goal, like now we're talking about maybe uh, promotions, things of that nature. Now it's relevant to my family. So there's so much relevance to it, but I think he captures it very well with that statement. Absolutely. And now, and then we finished off the last one, which is the time bound. In order to achieve... Procrastinate. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. In order to achieve 50,000 mobile apps installs 
and a 5% conversion rate by the end of the fiscal year, the app will need to be launched by the second quarter with a robust marketing campaign that should continue through the end of the year. Now, what I noticed here, Ed, is if you remember earlier, we were talking about the specifics. And in the specifics, we were supposed to include the people that should be involved. And then when I look back at it, when I read it, it does say at the very end, because you were thinking about building all this and, and getting it launched, what you would think about, that would be the development, the software development, and then design people. But then the last word was marketing. And at one point, because when I first read this, I thought, well, why does marketing get involved in the whole development? And then down here, later on mm-hmm. in the time bound, there's a little bit more specific. And it's allowing the marketing team to create that ongoing uh, push for this new thing that they want to push. And that's going to help them get that 50,000 or the 5% conversion rate. So sometimes when we get going through things, maybe maybe when the person originally wrote this ad, maybe at first they thought, well, just they had development design with a launch. And then they could have, like I said, oh, you know what? I got to, how am I going to get this out to my users? I've got to figure this out. I've got to use a marketing scheme so the users actually know about it. Because if they don't know about it, then there's not going to be downloads. It's pretty cool that how you can start dissecting it to help you build this. Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. Like I also have used a, in the past, I used a gold journal uh, to record things. And I think that if you couple this with that, I mean, really, it could really help. And there's other examples of ways to use it. Like we, we really focused on this deadlift thing and, and a physical thing. Cause it, and it wasn't difficult to break down, but, you can use this for a lot of uh, different things. This is interesting, bro. I'm glad that you brought this smart goal development uh, to the show via your commander. So, I, I mean, it's it's very interesting. And I'm, I look forward to uh, trying to incorporate this in some of my personal and professional goals for 2020. Absolutely, man. And, but you know what? We're not done, Ed. We're really not. Oh. So we worked We worked about all these, the S, M, A, R, and T. But now what we do is we're building that sort of that mission statement for the overall goal, and we're compiling all that stuff together. And this is what the author wrote for this particular goal at the end. So now there's a description of it with milestones and a deadline in it. And it's just three little areas. Description, milestone, deadline, where it says, all right, the description is improving the customer experience on mobile devices is a core initiative for my company this year. So we're going to create a mobile app. By the end of fiscal year, the fiscal year, there should be 50,000 installs of the mobile app we develop, and it should produce a 50% conversion rate. We'll build the mobile app in-house and launch it by the end of the second quarter with an app-related marketing campaign that will continue to the end of the year. And then the milestone will be a mobile app launch end of the second quarter, and the deadline will be end of the fiscal year. So what happens is you take you take all that information that you, you built through the smart piece to build one overall objective. And it kind of helps you kind of give focus or create that mission statement of what this goal is. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of uh, in, in the military, we use the acronym BLUFF or bottom line up front. This is something that you would present um, or a facer. This could be like a facer for the project because you're basically telling me basic description of the project. You tell me what the milestones are and what the deadline is. So if I'm reading this, 
you know, before going into a meeting is an informative thing. It kind of gets me in the ballpark uh, with a brief overview of of the smart goals. So mm. uh, at least that's what, how I see this. No, I, I love I love you compared it to that, Ed. Uh, I always love the idea of the bluff. Uh, and for those of you listening, what he said there, bottom line up front, that's where you get B-L-U-F. And a lot of times we'll see him like in an email or some type of something that comes out Sometimes when it's rather lengthy, somebody will write BLUF and then give a short description so you know what it's about kind of idea. Because you may it may not something that uh, pertains to you. Maybe it's for somebody else, but you still get the email because you're part of a distro group. Well, if I know that, that helps kind of save my time. And I, I like that. So those of you out there, when you build your SMART goals, make sure you build a bluff with it. So Ed, we've gone through this. We, we looked at the SMART goals we, we, we have a general understanding of how to get it done. I think we actually got a better than a general. I think we, we uh, went through some actually important details that can help us build our small goals. I can tell you, Ed, right now, I've got three goals in mind uh, that I'm going to try to achieve this year. They all have a time frame and you know they're specific and relative and all this. Do you have, you said, uh, how many did you have earlier? Uh, well, I came up with what, three? I had a, a professional, a personal, and then a physical. So I had the uh, yeah the school thing. Well, <laughs> I I definitely need to set some smart goals for that and make sure that I maintain uh, my discipline uh, with that because just I just I don't know I don't know what happened with that. But basically, I mean, I only take one class at a time, so I know. Oh, first you need to do this to get your tuition assistance. By this date, then you got to register by this date. So some of the goals, like my my milestones are kind of built into it. And then because I'm down to these last three classes, certain classes I can't get until certain months. So, but that that is one of the biggest ones for me because like I said, that has a long-term impact because when I retire, I need that bachelor's and hopefully even a master's. Uh, so yeah. Three more classes. Yeah, <laughs> I've worked with you long enough, Ed. I don't think you need it. I think you're good to go. Uh, I'm, I'm really pulling for you, though. Uh, no pun intended uh, when it comes to the pulling the weight off the ground. Uh, so you reach that goal, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I've I've kind of um, I've geared a lot of my goals, like kind of these three that I come up with uh, for me particular. I didn't like it didn't include my family and things and whatnot. And, and I have reasons why, because I have other family goals. But basically, uh, I, I want to try to hammer out at least two books a month professional wise. You know, um, just I enjoy reading. Uh, and if I can knock out two books a month uh, throughout the entire year, that's 24 books, because I find myself uh, with the, I don't, I don't finish books. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll pick one up I'll get through it. And then, uh, uh, something else will grab my attention. So my goal is to do that. Um, uh, then another goal that I had was, you know, within six months, I really would like to write an article, uh, to submit to the NCO journal. Cause I've, I, I really enjoy those articles. I've read many of them on there and I, I really would like to probably write one, uh, on there maybe about responsibilities, you know, accountability, responsibility, and, and, and get that published. And then my last one, it's physical also, but not in your forte. Uh, <laughs> in CrossFit, they have the girls, and the girls are workouts, specific ones. And there's five of them that I've done before, and I've timed, I, I got my time and all that stuff, and I, I did everything I need to. 
and I basically want to beat the last time I had on. And and the, those those particular girls, they're Cindy, Fran, Grace, Jackie, Elizabeth. So those are the ones I really want to work on. So, uh, but it's good to know that we both have goals, and now we have the smart acronym or the smart method to go about it. Now we can get after it. You can get that worksheet, mm-hmm. fill it out if you want, or or you know create that steps to reach those goals. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get after this and I hope the listeners will, uh, want to do the same thing. Yeah. I think our listeners, uh, will find this to be a valuable episode and a valuable tool. Um, I was just sitting here thinking, I, I, I'm going to talk to my wife and see if we can develop a smart goal together. Um, just something for the two of us to, to work towards together to kind of just, um, increase the bond it's already there but yeah i think that would be cool uh that's that, like that man yeah smart miracle yeah i i don't that's a good that. idea i think it'll work now my wife's gonna want to do that too thanks buddy hey no problem <laughs> <laughs> no actually i love i love to set goals on my wife and get things knocked out uh, but definitely man so hey for your listeners kind of a shorter than normal episode today but if you got the, you know, you got the understanding of it, basically this is a way from you to shift your focus from that lame, same way we go about it every year. I'm making a New Year's resolution and I <laughs> might make it to March if I'm lucky. With this, you're setting these goals and you're putting constraints on yourself so you can actually meet those goals to achieve the overall goal. And that's what we want for you. You know, uh, to become better influencers, we have to become better ourselves, and these are some of the ways that we can do that. And 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 it doesn't just have to be self; it could be at work, it could be with a family, or it could be with the marriage, like Ed said. Uh, it could be a physical feat, could be a mental feat. You know, there's all kinds of things. So, but what we want you to do is, hey, put in a little bit of work, a little bit of focus on this. It shouldn't take you a long, long period of time to figure that out. I mean, we sat here and just the physical feat of Ed's. We hash that out in no time whatsoever. Now, are there some more details to it? Yeah, Ed's going to probably add a couple other things like, all right, I want to do these these specific types of workouts this week, this week, and this week uh, that's going to help me achieve a little bit more strength and I'm going to meet this requirement here. And this, those are the small finite details that he's going to hash out to achieve that. And that's what we want. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but Ed, you got anything for the the listeners? I know I have one thing, and it's the task. But I wanted to I want to hear if you had anything else, man. Uh, let me think about it. No, I don't. I think we're good. Well, actually, I do. I read something uh, when we were prepping for the show, and and I'll probably butcher the quote, so I'm not going to say it was an actual quote. But it was from um, there's a patent foundation or patent leadership Facebook page. And it was one of those images, you know, with the motivational quote. And it basically said that leaders don't set goals that aren't achievable. And I think that kind of plays into uh, this episode. Like we set goals as leaders for our organization, for our teams, for the people that we uh, influence and lead. And we set those goals that are achievable. And I think that's important for us as parents as well, is that when we set goals for our children, let's set stuff that's actually achievable. Let's set small milestones like we talked about today. 
so that we can build that winning streak and that confidence in our children and in our teams. And I think that uh, if we do that, our influence will only continue to grow. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, Ed, to kind of add to that, uh, when you said that, you know, setting those small achievables and to help them out at the same time, we want them to love whatever it is. So there's, there's you know, there's a fine little uh, entryway of turning it into a nagging versus a, hey, developing you type thing. So I think really you have to evaluate that part too. Uh, so, hey, this episode's task, we're talking about episode 54, the task is now that you know what a smart goal is, I want to answer, I want you to answer what would be a smart goal for you to achieve. That's it. Just give us an idea of what would be a smart goal for you to try to achieve. I think that would be kind of cool because that's kind of getting that's getting the uh, creative juices flowing of uh, figuring things out to help continue building that smart goal. But if you just kind of give us an idea, I mean, it, it's always cool to read about what other people's have goals because, frankly, if I see somebody has this goal, I'm like, oh, that's a really good goal. You know what? That's something that's relevant to my life. That mm-hmm. to me, that I can I could figure out the, you know, the specifics and I could make it measurable. I can make it achievable. And like I said, relevant, and I could put a time bound in it, man, I want to do that too. That's a good goal. Um, so just think about that. Answer that close Facebook group, exact same place that you're going to find the worksheet that I talked about that helps you break down your smart goals. Um, but that's great. That's the end of this show. Uh, Ed, I am Brian and I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Remember, set those goals. Do it the smart way. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.